0: Welcome to the C12 Podcast. C12 is a college and young adult ministry where 20-somethings at 12 Sun Church gather on Thursday nights. We hope you are encouraged and guided by today's message. It's good to be back the beginning of the year, the first C12. It's good to see faces. Uh, when you're gone for three weeks, you feel like you're gone for like three years. And you're like, uh, <laughs> you still remember my name, right? You still got my number in your phone. Like, you still know who I am. Uh, and it is just good to be here. It's good to see all of you, and, and uh, how many got to be a part of the, the, the Christmas party uh, in December? You heard me talk about part one, and I promised you part two. Uh, I know you're like anticip- anticipating uh, and waiting uh, for me to, to talk about the kind of part two of the vision. I kind of like gave you a gift, and I did the cruel parent thing, like you can't open it. Uh, and, and so tonight we're going to talk about it, but... Um, First off, I mean, being the year, it's not only the first C12, but uh, UGA won back to back, so I'm sure you will be excited about that. I was waiting, I was waiting for the bark, so I was waiting for it. Man, I'm from Wisconsin. I didn't know what that was until I came down here. I'm like, y'all are weird, like you know. And then I'm like, we don't even win, so why, what can I what can I complain about? We uh, <laughs> the only thing we win at is like snow. Like, I don't know. Um, we don't really win at a lot of things. Um, but man, it's just good to be back uh, together. What a fun year uh, getting to see UGA win. We get to see family again. We get to be together. We get to step into the presence of God. And I hope that uh, Christmas was a lot of fun for you, uh, just getting to spend time with family and friends. It was rejuvenating. It was refreshing. That's what we were hoping and praying uh, for you, that you'd have an awesome time with family and friends. And and, and for me, I got to spend time at home with my parents. And It's always fun. Getting to go home and and uh, there's every time I go home I feel like I learn something new. I feel like I just learn a, a new story or a new gig and and uh, I remember sitting down with my parents and they they talked about the how they how they met and how they started dating in college and they they did the thing where they're like well back in my day and I'm like ah it's not we don't write letters uh, <laughs> uh, there's a, there's phones uh, and and I just but it was, like, the, 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 that was the funny thing the serious thing was like they actually got to like share a little bit of like hey here's how we like met and, and, um, all these stories I never knew. I just love, I love the concept of stories. I think everyone's got a story. I love listening to people's stories. I love listening to like the spiritual stories. I love listening to like the fun, crazy stories, like the guess what happened today story. Uh, I, I I love, uh, the, 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 the romantic story. Some of you guys are big rom-com people. Uh, don't hide it. Don't hide it. Some of you, even you guys, you guys. Some of you guys are rom-com lovers, you know. There's a good like uh, Brogan. Brogan's a good rom-com. Favorite favorite rom-com. To all the boys I loved before. I don't know. Can the guys agree on that, or? All right, let's move on. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> For me, I don't know how to transition out of that. That was not what I was expecting you to say. I don't know what a good answer is. Um, For me, it was like the first movie, because when I say rom-com, there's like, it like tugs the heart a little bit. You know, you're like, ah, maybe that's like a sob story. You're like, you're watching a movie by yourself. You start crying. Uh, See, the first movie that I like unashamedly cried was Marley and Me. Like that was, you can't not, you can't not. And then later on, you know, you start watching movies and it's like, you don't cry over people that die. You're like, yeah, die, you should have been dead. And then a dog dies and you're like, oh, you know, I'm like, what's wrong with me? Like, what's wrong? I should have more sympathy over a golden retriever. (laughs) Yeah, do a person and I don't know what it is. It's about a story. I just love stories that feel captivating. There's something inside of a story. It's like a moment. There's like a climax. There's something that it's just like, oh, that's like, when I listen to a story, I just, I'm reminded of like, man, everyone's got a story. I love hearing the little moments that compiles up to how someone came to C12, how someone met friends, or even just the little things. And C12 uh, has a story. Maybe you've been around C12 long enough, and you were here in the prehistoric ages before COVID, and you were, uh, maybe don't remember what COVID was, uh, and we met here at Central Campus. We actually met in this room right here, and then uh, as you know, the big global pandemic happened, and 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 things blew up, and then uh, no one knew what to do, and then we uh, did what was called C12 Shorts. We did that on our Instagram, and uh, we had like these like 10-minute sermon blurbs that we did because we had no idea what the future was going to hold. We had no idea what was going to be next, and then. From there, we went to online small groups uh, over Zoom. Uh, How many got to be a part of one of those small groups over Zoom? Uh, And uh, then it was like death by Zoom. Then you got sick and tired of Zoom. How many got sick and tired of Zoom real quick? You're like, yep. Um, It was like you love Zoom for like a day, and then you're like, this sucks. Um, And then from there, we went to house parties uh, as a ministry, and we met in people's homes uh, every single week and uh we're like yeah don't meet together here but let's shove all you in a basement at someone's house uh totally totally safe um and then we i thought it was hilarious. uh and then we um went from there to hamilton mill once a month uh and then from Hamilton Mill, went to, to, to Sugarloaf. And then from Sugarloaf, we went back to, to Central. I remember being over at Sugarloaf, remember being over at that campus, and then we moved back here to, to, to Central. And, and there's just kind of this story that God's been, been writing. And, and through all the transitions and through all the, lo, lo, the location changes, I think God's just been very faithful and God's been super kind. And I just look back at like the story that God has been writing inside C12. I think it leads up to a moment like this. And, and for me, I've been the, the pastor of this ministry for a little over a year, uh, and it's been an honor and a joy, and, and this is kind of the, the, the part two of what we went over at our Christmas party. And I told you, I was going to promise you that we get into, hey, we're going to try some new things in the new year. We're going to go after things that maybe we've never done before as a ministry. We're going to do things that we've never tried we're going to do things that who knows if it even works but i'd rather be a ministry that would at least have faith and take risks and see what god can do than to just sit on the on the on the borderline and just play it safe and so you know that c12 has begun to just evolve over time and there's been a lot more of us that have been maybe out of college and you're 24, 25 years old, you're more of a young adult, you're, you're trying to navigate, hey, what does it mean to be 25 and post-college and I'm just working a job? And, and I just wanna bring some clarity, to, hey, in this season, what we're gonna go after from now until the beginning of June is that C12 is gonna be the young adult ministry of 12 Stone Church. And how we're going to target that is that we're specifically welcoming and inviting anybody that is 18 to 29 within our church and in our community. And you're wondering, okay, whoa, like I'm a college student. Like I go to UNG, I go to GGC, Like what about me? Like is this still a place for me? Absolutely. Because we know that, hey, you're not in middle school anymore. You're not in high school anymore. You're not in Kansas anymore. (laughs) Things are different now and you gotta navigate what does it mean to be a young adult and you're doing classes online and you're trying to figure out the calling that God's put on your life and you're trying to establish identity and figure out what is it that God wants you to do and you're trying to be a nanny at the same time and you're trying to balance the whole young adult tension and here's kind of the premise of what we're going after in 2023. And we're gonna change some things, we're gonna try some things and we're gonna do some things that we've never done before. And here's kind of the, the, the premise. I want to say this, and I want you to hear it. I wrote this down so I wouldn't forget it. But really, truly, at the core of my heart, I don't want to build a better young adult ministry. I want to build a better 12 stone. Let me just say that again, because you're like, man, we're really pushing hard young adults. And all of a sudden, now you're like, I don't want to build a young adult ministry. I'm kind of confused. Let me just unpack it. I want to build, I don't want to build a better young adult ministry. I want to build a better 12 stone. Every young adult ministry should be a bridge inside the life of the local church. And as a pastor, the last thing I'd want to do for you is just to quote unquote, extend adolescence. And I take time, what usually happened in high school and the drop off that typically happens for people when they leave high school is that they then start to fall away in their faith and they start hanging out with the wrong people and then they get into college and they they, they lost what's first. They lost what mattered to them, they lost the rhythms and. And we're not about just trying to extend adolescence. What I want you to know is that, hey, there is a ministry for your demographic. There's a ministry that's targeted towards you, but it's gonna be a bridge into the life of the church because I hope that after your time in C12, that you would be a better mom in the future, you would be a better dad in the future, that you would be a better business leader, a a doctor, a teacher, a nurse, whatever it is, that you'd actually be better off in your future because of your time and your years invested into C12. And so we started looking at that post COVID and and what all that looked like. And I'm gonna use your, can I use your stool? Because my arm is killing me. And now it's awkwardly really small and I have to stare down. But I wanna go over some rhythms that we're gonna try in this year. And we're gonna do things, like I said, that we've never tried before. This is typically not what we have done. But I know coming out of a, a pandemic, things are, it's just more confusing now. I've sat with mo- most of you I've, I've met. I've listened to conversations that you had. I know the the struggles that you're working through. I know how difficult and how gray it is in our culture. Like, what does it really mean to truly follow Jesus? What does it really mean to have uh, biblical knowledge and, and to have biblical values? What decisions do I make? And there's a lot of complexities now in our world of like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do out of this situation. I feel stuck. And we started wanting to have targeted conversations around that. So I just wanna lay out some rhythms of, this is what, what it's gonna look like for C12 on a month to month basis. That every single month it's gonna go in this flow and we're gonna try it. But I wanted to uh, throw this first slide up there, what Jason talked about. Oh, let's go to the rhythms first. The rhythms is, hey, the first, if you're on the stage, you might need to turn around. The first Thursday of the month, Is gonna be what we just kind of rally around as a catalyst night. This night has worship, has teaching, and and, uh, there's gonna be a community afterwards. Maybe what you have known to typically be, yep, that's C12. That is a C12 service. That is what they're known to do. Is anybody else noticing the Stranger Things experience that's happening back here, or is that just me? And this is gonna be something that we do at the first Thursday of every single month is that we have a typical, maybe what you call C12 experience with worship at the beginning and there's a teaching and you're gonna hear from a variety of different pastors and maybe pastors that go, uh, that, that are your campus pastors People like Josh Ivey and Trey Hildebrand and Steve Walton and, and, and Annette and other people that, hey, they're gonna be there that night because they wanna preach the word of God and they're gonna be, those nights are gonna be very catalytic wide that actually pushes us and moves us a certain direction. It sets the tone for that night. That's why we call them catalyst night. It's very catalytic in nature. I and mean, then we want to do in the second and third Thursdays is that we do what we call breakouts. How many got to be part of Friendsgiving? And you got to go to those breakout sessions and, and over different topics. And, and uh, some of you guys are like, oh my gosh, we need to do that all the time. And, and some of you are like, that was so helpful. And some of you are like, I wish it was longer. I wish I could do more sessions. Uh, you should talk about this, this, and this. You should go over this. Listen, I know that what it means to be a young adult in today's day and age and follow Jesus is really complex and it's really hard. And so we're gonna start to talk about different topics. And I wrote down some that we're gonna go after. And what breakout sessions are, they're just targeted conversations and teachings that discuss culturally hot topics with a biblical worldview. I know that you're working through it. I know that you're struggling with it. I know that you've had conversations with your friends. I know that you're trying to navigate some of those things. And so we're gonna go over topics of like, what does the Bible say about gender identity? How does the church interact? It seems like there's this divide between the church and the LGBTQ community. What what do we do as a church to mend that? What does the Bible say about gay marriage? How to fight fair? How to hear the voice of God? How to share your faith? How to maintain soul care in a chaotic life? What does the Bible say about racism? Where does faith fit into politics? What does the Bible say about cohabitation versus commitment? How should Christians manage their money? Listen, I've been around and had some sort of involvement in C12 over the last four or five years, and we've never once had a sermon towards about how to manage your money, yet the Bible has over 2,000 passages that refer to money and possessions. So I think it matters. I think it's important. We're going over topics of exhaustion versus burnout, how to handle church hurt, things about marriage and dating and relationships, things about boundaries, how to navigate your uh, social media. How, what, what is my voice? How do I use it? I don't know. What does the Bible actually say about it? Things about tribes versus cliques. Everybody in our culture is about find your people, find your tribe. What's the difference between that and a clique? What does the Bible have have to say about that? How to let go of victim mentality. These are gonna be breakout sessions that we do, why? Because we want to create a space where I'm not telling you exactly who you should vote for, but I at least wanna set the biblical narrative and the biblical worldview about how you should have a value about something, about how you should be making decisions about something that I hope and it would change the way that you think and view life because I know that this is the reality of what you currently have to walk through. That is what you have to go through. So we can celebrate that. These are things that we're gonna talk about. So two times a month, we're gonna have breakout sessions. And we wanna create a place where, you know what? Maybe there's people that you don't know that, that, or that you know that don't follow Jesus. And maybe they would come to know Jesus in a breakout session because they understand God in a different way that, hey, maybe what you're working through right now is really complex and it's super difficult and I don't know what to do, but we'd actually create a place that is safe enough to actually have conversation about it and for you to actually understand scripture and what is a biblical worldview about it? How should that shape and how does that uh, sh- shift and shape the way that I vote, the way that I live my life, the way that I do dating, the way, uh, the, the way that I manage my money? Because everything about what the Bible teaches should interact in every area of your life. So we're going we're gonna to have breakout sessions twice a month. And the fourth Thursday, we're going to do a worship and community night just like this. And we're going to gather together. We're going to just sing and, and worship and around. We're gonna to gather together in the presence of God and we're gonna ask that God would move mightily in this room, that God would move and work in your life. And this is something that we're gonna do every single month that we're gonna have a worship and community night. So after service, there's things that we want to do uh, in the future of like, hey, we just wanna provide community afterwards. So we'll have snacks and drinks out in the lobby and we just want you to, to hang with other people and get to know people that maybe you don't know. But we want to create a night where we get to gather together and like I talked about the, at the beginning is that we, we value the presence of God over a program that we, that we provide. And we wanna create an experience where you get to step in and like, you know what, I come to worship to experience the presence of God. So we're gonna do that on the fourth Thursday. And then if you didn't know, in some months there are five Thursdays. We're gonna do what's called impact night. Four times a year, there are five Thursdays. I got really excited when I found out about it. It happens every year. It's one of those like weird nerdy things, and you're like, oh my gosh, five Thursdays, and you're like, no one cares, dude, chill out. Um, and then fifth Thursday, we got one coming up in March. On March 30th. We're gonna do what's called Impact Night. On Impact Night, we're all gonna gather together here at the Central Campus, and we're gonna provide practical ways of what does it actually mean to go make an impact in our community. And that night we're gonna talk about, hey, what does it mean to be a daymaker towards your friends and your family? And we're gonna gather here and we're gonna provide tangible ways And that maybe that's just you writing a card and you, you go to Traywinds and you bless someone that you don't know and just said, hey, you know what? I've seen you when I come into this coffee shop and, and I just wanted to bless you. I know that, that, that life's been really hard, but you know what? Hey, we put a, a little uh, a, a gift card inside of it. We just wanted to bless you today. Maybe it could be like, hey, you know what? You know someone that's down the street and, and, and their mom uh, uh, is going through a really hard time financially and that could just be you showing up to her house and just saying, hey, what, what, what can we do that's helpful? And it's just you gathering your small group or your two to three friends and, and we provide tangible ways, but actually that night that you would go out into the community and that you'd actually get to be the hands and feet of Jesus because it's really confusing when you say that you're the church and every time we meet is always at a church building that we actually get to go be the church to other people. We actually get to go tangibly be the hands and feet of Jesus that impact nights could look something like, and I'm just gonna speak directional for a second. It could look something like, hey, we don't meet here, but in the summertime we're over uh, at Duncan Creek Park and we just get to uh, have a ton of fun and play volleyball, but we actually get to interact with other young adults out in the community and we get to go show the love of Jesus to other people who may not know Jesus because what is the whole point of the mission of the church is to fulfill what God has always wanted to fulfill through his word. So it's not our job to just, hey, God, join on our agenda. It's our job to join on on God's agenda. That it's not our job to just, you know what, I'm gonna row harder. Actually, our job is just to raise the sails. I don't get to determine the velocity or the intensity or how the Holy Spirit wants to move or how God wants to move, but all our job is is to raise the sails and to serve and to love other people. And that's what we get to do on impact nights, that we get to go practically be the hands and feet of Jesus. And who knows the stories that comes out of that? Who knows the people that we get to impact? Who knows the people that are desperately hurting, the people that actually really desperately need Jesus and we actually get to create a night where we actually, is designed to go be the hands and feet of Jesus. And I wanted to share this scripture with you, it's in Hebrews. It's just the faith chapter in scripture, if you didn't know, it's Hebrews 11. And this night, it's really, I believe, God's calling you to action. God's calling you to action this year. God's calling you to lean in. God's calling you to rally together. And I wanted to read this, it's Hebrews 11, it's by faith. The people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land, but when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the army had marched around them for seven days. By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she was welcomed by the spies, was not killed. Was not killed with those who were disobedient. And what more shall I say? He just keeps going on. There's, you can read this whole chapter. He said all these faith accounts. I have, do not have time, and he goes on, I don't have time to tell about all these other people, but through who faith conquered kingdoms, who administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames, and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength, and, be, and who became powerful in battle and rooted foreign armies. It's this whole chapter about faith, and I believe there's an invitation that God wants you to step into the new year a a, with a little bit of a faith unction, there's a call to action. It's kind of a call to, to bear arms spiritually, if you will. There's a, there's, a, there's a faith action in this that God wants you to step into the new year with a little bit of faith, the little bit of expectancy. Because in this next passage, you see in Hebrews 11, it says this, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, we show up empty-handed. It's impossible to please him. And so I just want you to take a moment, and we'll just play in the background, but I want you to take a moment. Maybe you gotta pull out your phone. You gotta pull out a journal, whatever it is. And I want you to sit on this question. Is where, where is God asking you to take action? Where is, God ask, where is God calling you to action? Where is God calling you to action this year? Where is God calling you to lean in? Where is God calling you to serve? Where is God calling you to love? Where is God calling you to step in? Because I believe tonight is a night where we get to set the tone for that. We get to pray and expect God to do big things through breakout sessions. We pray and expect God to do big things in worship nights. We pray and expect God to do things in our catalyst nights. We pray and expect God to do big things. I just want you to take a moment. I'll come back up in about a minute or two. Just sit on that question. Maybe you got to pray on that. you gotta, You got to just sit with God. Where is God calling you to action? Just take a moment and sit on that question. Just to be still, I don't know, meditating, having a moment with God. I just want to ask you to stand and I want to pray over you. I just want to conclude this time with worship. I want to conclude this time by honoring God and, and praying and worshiping over this year. And this is the kickoff of worship and community night for the year. And Actually tomorrow night, we have a worship night happening uh, at 12 stone in the big room. Uh, and we want you guys to, to be a part of that. Back to back worship nights. I mean, what more could you ask for? <laughs> but we want you to be a part of that. We want you to lean into the presence of God. And, and here's the invitation out of that. If you're up for it, I believe that God would want to use this ministry. Hang with me. I want I want you to hear me on this. Because what I'm about to say, I really, I really believe it on a deep level. I don't say it to just bring about a wishful thinking in you, but I actually truly believe that God would want to use C12 to bring about a revival inside of our church. I believe that God would want to use C12 to bring a revival in our community. I've had a lot of conversations with you about how eager you are, how expectant you are, how excited you are for God to move, that I think this year could be a big year if you came with some faith and expectancy for God to show up. And so tomorrow night, what we're gonna do is that we're gonna gather at 6.30 in the big room and we're gonna pray and ask for revival to begin to break out specifically within young adults and within our church. And that's that's the invitation for you. You can come back tomorrow night And we get to continue the same thing. But in this moment, I think God has something special for you. I think God has chosen you to be here. I think God wants to use you. I think God has empowered you. I think you have a unique influence in culture. I think that you have a unique voice that God would want to use to reach other people. And so I just wanna pray over that. I want you to be reminded of that. And I want God to speak that over your soul. So as I pray, we're gonna close this in worship but i just want to pray over you so god i just pray over this room god i pray over them as young adults god i pray god every word that you've spoken god will come true god everything that you want to do in their life god is that and immeasurably more God, that you would want to use a ministry like C12 to bring about a kingdom change in our, in our counties, in our region. God, you would want to bring a kingdom change inside the life of our church. But God, that first has to be evident that God, you would bring a kingdom shift inside of us. So as you're praying, I just wanna ask you this question. How bad do you want it? How bad do you want God to move this year? How bad do you want God to move in your own life? How bad do you really want to see freedom? How bad do you want to see your family members come to know Jesus? How bad do you want to see your friends who don't know Jesus to come into a relationship with Jesus? How bad do you want to let go of that private addiction that you've never told anybody? How bad do you really want to see the hand of God move in your life, that if you would know God, you would find freedom? that you would find freedom in your own life, that you'd actually find significance and value and purpose. So you gotta start praying and asking for it. You gotta start praying and begging for it. So God, I just pray over this room. God, I pray that you, God, even in this moment, God, you're not done working, you want to move inside people, you want to move inside their own life, the places where they are discouraged, the places where they have hurt, the places where they have baggage, God, I pray that you'd begin to work and move in this room, and God, that you would put a fire in us. That's what we ask for. That's what we pray for. That's what we long for. So, God, I I got nothing else to pray other than to ask, God, that you, Holy Spirit, would come and do a work. That, God, you would fill us up. So, God, it's our job to raise the sails and you you blow the wind. You move across the room. We don't usher you. God, you, you usher us and be awakened to the fact that you're already there. We pray this in your name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the C12 podcast today. To stay connected with C12, make sure to follow us on Instagram at C12stone. One of the best ways to get connected with others and grow in your relationship with God is jumping into a small group. To sign up for small groups, go to 12stone.com slash small groups and search college. We hope to see you next week.